0: You're listening to a podcast hosted on the Podcaster Matrix. Get your entire podcast library hosted now at podcastermatrix.com.
1: Are you troubled by pop culture references you don't
0: understand? Does trying to figure out a good jumping on point in a long running comic series keep you up at night? Have you or your friends or family seen a comic book-based movie, TV show or cartoon and not known what was going on? If the answer is
1: yes, then this is the podcast for you. My Big Fat Pull List. Our assembly of knowledgeable hosts are eager to help answer all your comic book-based pop
2: culture questions. We're ready to geek out
0: with you. Nothing stays the same. Everything grows, everything evolves. Everything changes. Without change, things become stale, stagnant, and boring. But change is scary. People fear change because they have no idea what to expect. Or worse, they think they know what to expect and dismiss it outright. Why? Because they're afraid. And that fear is a powerful motivator for behaving badly. That fear is ugly. That fear is venomous. That fear is hate. With the rise of geek culture sweeping the world, and the staggering amount of technology that connects us all, it's no wonder we've seen a frightening increase of NERD RAGE! Not wanting to add fuel to the fire, we here at My Big Fat Pollist have decided to take a look at some of the rage inducing topics that have plagued comic books recently, and not so recently, and attempt to put them into a perspective even Smurfy could understand. It's our look at controversy in comics. Yeah, throw that
1: burn in there.
0: Yeah, yeah I had to. <laughs> Greetings, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, geeks and geekettes. I am Mr. X. With me today, across the table, I've got... Smurfy. On my other side is... Dr. Impact. And all the way from the West Coast, we've got... Pistol Danger. It's always great to have us all together because when we are together, we create magic. And I believe magic fights back fear, and fear leads to hate, hate leads to anger, and bad sequels. Today we're going to be talking about topics that are going to be maybe a little bit difficult for us to talk about. But as a comic book based pop culture podcast, I think it's our duty to uh, set the story straight and give our opinions on a handful of the controversy and comic books that have been uh, plaguing fanboys and fangirls now for uh, for a a little while now. (laughs) You said duties. I I did say duties.
2: (laughs) And some of your mileage may vary in this go, because not everything is terrible. Like, there are good examples, and there are bad examples,
0: you know? Yes, that's true. Yes, very Very true. true. What we really want to do is we want to say, hey, look, yes, there is reason to maybe complain, but there's no reason to threaten somebody's life. I would say the overuse of these things is bad. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, it's okay to do
1: it every once in a while, but to be like, we're going to keep doing it over and over and over again. Like, it gets tiresome and bad and... Lazy, sloppy writing. Yes, no,
0: totally. Let's get straight to the point.
1: Switching sides. Has your favorite hero
2: recently started acting more roguish? Has your favorite rogue been acting more chivalrous? Why are they doing it? That is a great question.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Well, (laughs) money. Anytime a character switches sides, it's always about money for the publisher.
2: Yes. Yes, but in a narrative sense... Doesn't always make sense, and that's where a lot of people can kind of get uh, perturbed. There's a couple of good examples I have, and whether or not you feel, I feel the story was good. But like one of the big examples that always comes to my mind, that always just kind of annoyed me, was Axis. Oh, okay. Marvel storyline, where heroes became villains and villains became heroes because the Red Skull had taken some of Xavier's brain to turn himself into the Red Onslaught, and then yeah, uh. And then he made Tony Stark subliminally make Sentinels that could defeat the heroes. So the heroes were losing, so Magneto left the heroes' side to go get villains. Villains came back. Villains then beat the hero, beating Sentinels. And all the while, Scarlet Witch and Doctor Doom were doing a shift personality spell. We In the ensuing bits, uh, everybody's axis is flipped. Good guys are bad, bad guys are good, and your favorite friendly neighborhood carnage is swinging in to save the day and not murder
0: well, well I, actually, I, he did murder. Uh, Didn't he, did, did, Carnage still murdered, but he murdered for good. <laughs> right, murdered for good. He mur- was helping people, and he murdered.
3: Like Punisher. I, I would also say that the the Axis thing, while I'm not a big fan of that storyline either, when you're inverting things like that for a storyline, you know, that's just an event. That's in a storyline. I, I kind of personally give that a pass. But what's important to mention, you left out at the end of that story is that some of those characters did not go back to the way that they were supposed to be. Yeah, And that's the issue. It's not inverting and making good guys bad and bad guys good for the sake of a, a story or an event. It's the aftermath when they didn't return them back. That's the cash grab. That's the thing that's obnoxious. That's quick question for you. Norman
1: Osborn, leader of the Thunderbolts for a while, in the Iron Man suit of armor, is like Iron Patriot, would you call that? Would that be like? Oh, that's annoying because he switched sides. Because you really, I feel like he really had evil intent the whole time. I mean, I was curious, it's like, or is that like? Well, no, that's. that's I, I an don't example know that of that... just somebody pretending to be. Yeah, a okay. Yeah, that's okay. manipulation. Because that's for by I mean, it was a long sides. series of run where he was a good guy, and we were all like, he wasn't a good guy. It was he just he was, got okay. what he wanted. No, so yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm just yeah, making yeah. it clear to, to
0: keep what he wanted. He had to make it look right. I'm like he was a good guy. making it clear had his his own Avengers going back to access though. Uh, And to touch on both Pistol and Dr. Impact's comments, both Havoc and Victor Creed, Sabretooth, were left inverted. And they were left that way for a long time afterwards. Uh, It's only recently that uh, the two characters have uh, switched back to their quote-unquote normal selves. And one could say, wow, all right, I finally get... The Sabretooth that I always wanted because I really love Sabretooth from Age of Apocalypse. That was, that was a good next Age year. of Apocalypse, Sabretooth was a badass. So now you have that same sort of Sabretooth in the Marvel universe. But it's not. And it worked for a little while. They tried they tried everything they could to make him that anti hero character. But unfortunately, you know, it's it's it, it all comes down to popularity. Sabretooth is more popular as a bad guy. And the the same can be said for Havoc. Havoc is more popular a as one. a good guy than a bad guy, because it just doesn't make any sense for him to be a bad guy. why did they pick him? Not everybody. Well, because he was on the Uncanny Avengers team. He was leading the Uncanny right. Avengers, the Unity yeah, team. I, okay. If you could turn the leader of yeah. the Unity team bad and, and keep him bad... Then it was like a coup for the bad guys, story-wise, story-wise. Just
1: making sure, like I said, just for the audience. And it, did, it did pay
0: off later on. During Cullen Bunn's run on X-Men Blue, they brought Havoc back, and he was evil, and he was with the bad guys. Uh, they were doing some really bad stuff. But then, you know, boom, we got to cure him because... You get knocked on the head. <laughs> good <laughs> yes, guy got again. Got knocked on the head. Got it. An example for me for a bad guy becoming a good guy... And it's not jarring because it just all of a sudden happens. Uh, again, you know, I'm Mr. X, so I love the X-Men. There was a time where the Juggernaut oh, yeah. became a member of the, the team. I read he, the, yep. he, was a, he was a good guy for quite a while. And a lot of people would think, well, that just sounds stupid. All of that hatred he has for his brother. Why would he ever join the X-Men? Well, the story was good.
1: Yeah, it was a good story. For
0: one thing, he, he was losing his power. He mm-hmm. wasn't as powerful anymore. So he was vulnerable. Because of that vulnerability, he almost died, and the X Men saved him, took him back to the mansion to to convalesce, and he he kind of started this friendship with uh with a little mutant boy. He was his his code name was Squid Boy because he looked like a little squid. One of the things that happened during the storyline is is that he actually started talking to Charles, and they confessed a, a lot of stuff about his father, about Kane's father. Kane used to get beaten by his father because. Well, Kane picked on Charles. Well, turns out, Kane's father also beat Xavier. But he never knew. But he never knew. Kane never knew. Kane had that that resentment in him for so long because even though you're not really family, he loved you more. And he beat me because he wanted you to be the son. And it turns out, no, your father was just a piece of shit. He was the monster. Yes, he was the monster. And that started kind of the road for the two of them to not necessarily, they didn't make up, but they kind of had a new understanding for each other. And that led to Juggernaut becoming more of a hero character. And of course, later on down the line, he becomes more of an anti-hero which is fine. Right. You know, you have to you have to walk that line b- between a character who's who's been an asshole for so long, you can't just make him a good guy overnight and expect it to stick. And I, I'm okay with that. I love the Juggernaut, and I love the fact that we had this turn for him that hasn't necessarily completely gone away. They have never made him, like, completely evil again. But he hasn't really walked with the side of the Angels either since uh, he was a part of the team. For me, that's an example of... Good storytelling explaining why somebody who was normally a bad guy could turn over a new leaf.
2: I, I figured out my bad my bad case scenario. It does lead to a villain that I like, but the way that they get there I don't like. And I'm talking about the maker or Reed Richards from the Ultimate Universe. Ah. Um the story basically is everything is the same for, for Reed as it is for the six one six, except as his body continues to be able to stretch, so does his mind. It keeps expanding, and as time goes on, he decides that he needs to find a new world because the world we live in, well, the world he lived in, was not a good place. And I think he decided like, he's called the Maker because he decides to make a new world.
0: Right. And in order
2: to do that, he's got to destroy the world that he currently lives in. And to me, it's just it's not great writing. In the fact that like Lee Richards is smart enough to just create a new world. You know what I mean? Like there's no need just leave the planet you don't like alone right, and then yeah. go off and do your own thing. There's no like evil maniacal, you know, reason for him to destroy the world other than but I need to to create the new utopia in my mind. While I enjoy the idea of Richards as a villain, getting here through this way to me was not great.
0: Yeah. That was the point in time where they had taken the Ultimate Universe and instead of trying to update old stories and put a new twist on it, it was like, oh no, we're just changing everything. And yeah. it just made sense. Ah, screw the Fantastic Four. Reed Richards is going to go bad. Because you're not expecting that. Reed Richards, a bad guy? No way! That's no, oh, but we can do that in the Ultimate Universe. Just like we can kill off Peter Parker in the Ultimate Universe and still have a Spider-Man. We're subverting your expectations. <laughs> exactly. exactly. It it's also reminds me of something similar that ha- has happened here in uh, the, the regular 616 universe in Marvel. Doom, Dr. Doom, after Secret Wars, went good. Uh, he wanted to be the, uh, what, what, what did they call him? His, his book was called The in- Infamous Iron Man? I think it was infamous, yeah. Yeah, he put on a, a silver suit and he tried to be a good guy for a while. See, I've always argue Doom as the
2: greatest hero in Marvel's universe history, <laughs> because he doesn't, like, nothing he does is out of really evilness. And he's been constantly justified in what he's done. Like, the panther god saying, yeah, okay, you are the only one that can do this. He makes hard decisions for what he feels is the betterment of our world, and a lot of the times it's like, yeah, okay, I mean, you're right. But then that gosh darn Richards just happens to always come up with a better idea right. at the last minute.
3: Well, you know, the, the best villains in comics are the ones who think they're the heroes. Yeah. I mean, hands down, yeah. they're always the best, and that's why Doom tops the list, because he, whether he is actually justified in every decision he makes or he creates justification for himself... Either way, in his mind, he is the greatest hero of all time, regardless of how it affects everyone else. And that's just good character development. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Now, I don't want people to think that we're being one-sided. So let's let's uh, slide over to DC for a little while.
2: No, we're not counting teams like the Suicide Squad or the Thunderbolts, because right. they're still bad people they just do good things because literally
0: they're forced they're forced right. to do it. Yeah, yeah, like, like right.
1: Thunderbolts is bad guys trying to redeem themselves for good or like you, you can lessen your sentence well, like Suicide Squad to an extent depending on yeah, your storyline
0: Thunderbolts had so many different iterations it the original right. one was right. we're bad guys but we're pretending to be good guys so we can get away with whatever we want to uh, do
1: because like later on it became oh we're bad guys trying to lessen our terms like Suicide Squad Right. Yeah. and then it became oh we're bad guys who we found the error of our ways we want to become good guys Right. Yeah. and then it went back to like oh now we're all anti-heroes hanging out so yeah there's uh, many uh, different yeah, teams, uh, b- right.
0: different iterations where Thunderbolts are concerned, but Suicide Squad has been the same yes. throughout they're, the whole they're, thing. They're your bad you're guys. You're bad guys. You're being forced to work off your sentence. If you die, we don't care. Right. So, so, so we're happen. not talking about any of those. But let's talk about uh, characters that are supposed to be bad guys, but then painted as good guys in the DC universe. There's one glaring character that I'm I'm actually kind of getting sick of. Ooh, Harley Quinn. How dare you? I know, uh, it's a, it's an unpopular opinion. Dare you? Sexist, racist, right.
2: misogynist, asshole. You're That's me.
0: A jerk face.
3: Well, that makes two of us then because I can I never could stand Harley Quinn. I liked her in the cartoon. Cannot stand her in the comics or anything else. Never could.
0: Harley as a uh, a foil for Joker's madness works, and I think if Harley were to be an anti-hero, it could work. That could work, but she can't be in my mind she can't be a hero. There's there's too much red in her ledger She's to crazy. steal another Marvel She's quote. too crazy. She is a little bit too crazy. But if you want to do a story, but if you want to make a book about a bad girl yeah. trying to do good in a bad world, People I don't I don't, yeah, I don't know. It's I I wouldn't be able to write that because I have no concept of what that would be, but you can't keep Oh, but but she's just misunderstood. No, she's
1: not. No, right, that's the problem. Right. That's the problem. If she's misunderstood, you could do it. But she's not. She's crazy and follows Joker. She up. is so, crazy. Like, right. I'm sorry. Like no, just no.
0: Unless she's doing, unless you're doing a story where she's re- trying to redeem herself and stays on that path, then okay, fine. And I'm playing devil's advocate here, but that's boring. Yeah. For for fans because they don't want to see that. I guess
2: it just depends on how it's written if it's boring or not. Yeah, maybe,
1: well, but like, I think still it's kind of a boring concept, though. Like, I'd rather see Harley Quinn and Poison Ivy team up and go do bad things as, like, a girl duo.
3: Like they did in the cartoon. Yes. Like boom, they did in the go. animated series. Give me more
1: of that, cool, them in. But to be like, Harley Quinn with her giant mallet going out to stop bank robbers? Like, no thanks, pass. Right. Sorry, pass.
3: There, there are two other examples, big examples, in DC of villains that have that they have flipped Mm. into to good and one of them as recently as just the the second half of new 52 oh wow okay in the second half of the new 52 and i forget what storyline caused this to happen that the justice league had to work with luther for some reason oh uh, yeah and um as a result of that storyline the last 20 issues or so of the new 52 justice league run luther was a member of the justice League. yeah how the hell did that happen? And when Rebirth started, after the New 52 Superman died, Luther donned a whole new suit of armor that carried the Superman emblem on his chest. And for, I want to say, maybe the first 30 or 40 issues, roughly, of Rebirth, Luther, in a Doctor Doom sense, mm. Or, or in a superior Spider-Man and Venom kind of sense, went around claiming he was a hero, mm. and claiming that he worked with the Justice League. He was no longer a member of the team, but he he uh, he ran around with them, and you know, obviously justified his actions, and many of his actions were justified. And for a while there, he and Superman even started to find ways to put their differences aside and work together. Wow. Until Luther, of course, pulled a Luther thing. And, and you know, the whole storyline eventually ended, ended up with spinning him into his position now where he is one of the ultimate villains in DC again. And he is, he is running a new Legion of doom and it's, it's very interesting and I'm, I'm actually quite enjoying it, but a lot of it comes out of the fact that he tried to be a hero and just couldn't it just it just wouldn't it take. Didn't stick, yeah. The other case though, guys, that we're all forgetting, the villain turned hero, constant back and forth, hero to villain, hero to villain that has been around the longest, probably since the eighties, is Catwoman.
1: Yeah. I have another one besides that, but yeah. I always thought she was more of an anti hero than like But sometimes she she, she was a, right. villain. Right. Mind, a villain. Keep in I mind keep in
3: mind the, the first 30, you're 40 right. years right. of her life, she was a villain. Her, her, her creation. she was a villain. Yeah. She, yeah, was no, a villain. Right. she was a
0: villain. It's it's interesting storytelling when you have your caped crusader falling for this uh, this this burglar this very attractive slinky outfit wearing cat burglar burglar who who purrs at him yeah. you know I could totally understand how he'd be like well you know I should throw you in Arkham but uh, I am only. Hybrid. It's because people like watching
1: oil and water mix. <laughs> people love it. Like this won't work, but I want to see it happen anyway. Well,
0: actually, it's the exact same relationship that Spider-Man and, oh, yeah. and Black Cat have. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's almost exactly, exactly the same, the same relationship too. But where DC is also concerned, there's a big cosmic baddie.
1: The one that comes to my mind is Sinestro. Yeah, yep. Sinestro,
0: and the Yellow
1: Core. Yeah. Yeah, so, um, those fear mongers. 52 kind of started where all of a sudden uh, Sinester was like, hey, I don't want to be a bad guy anymore even though I created my own core and like created my own ring, so I'll be a Green Lantern again. And he got the Green Lantern ring. And Hill Jordan well, couldn't get the ring, so they became like a bunny though- cop story. Yeah,
2: right. Even before that, wasn't he originally a Green
1: Lantern who went evil? Yes. Well, yeah, he was a Green Lantern. When Abin Stewart died, it, he got kind of pissed off, and Hill Jordan kind of became a better Lantern than him, and so he was like, well, I, I hate you, Lantern. I hate the Guardians for what they're doing. I'm off. And he went off and made his own ring of fear. I'm going to do
0: my own thing. Yeah,
1: pretty much. Like, I'm going to do my own thing. He became a yeah. bad guy, and that's how he became Hill Jordan's. Like He was Hill Jordan's teacher, then became his like arch nemesis. That's their story, okay. and that's pretty much stayed the same. So him becoming a Green Lantern and again, them working side-by-side, side, you were like...
0: That goes against
1: everything.
0: But, of course, that right there means, hey, we haven't right. done this before. Right. We're going to sell some books. Right. Mm-hmm. But, and unfortunately, that's actually when I dropped yep, out a lot of, people of have... Green Lantern. Because I had been with Green Lantern since Green Lantern Rebirth yep. when Hal came back. And I was a devoted Green Lantern fan from that. Well, I liked Green Lantern. But when they brought Hal back as the Green Lantern, I stuck with it all the way up to the beginning Cause... of that New 52 crap. That
1: was tough to read. It was very well, tough yeah. to read, and it didn't make any sense because that means if Sinestro got knocked out, Hill Jordan lost his Green Lantern power. Right, right. And besides that, you're just like they would not work well together. The fact that he's like, I'll give some of you my will. I, I don't know. Just like uh, it made your eyes go cross and you hated life. But the so- controversy
0: is, is that is it okay for the publisher to hire a writer to to go? All right, I want you to take this popular bad guy character and make him a good guy, kind of like, or the- vice versa. Well- take, take this good guy and. Explain why a he's a bad guy. Let me ask,
1: how about Venom? Because Venom originally was a bad guy. Yes. Right? But yeah, then, he no, a no, good, exactly. then he became a good guy. So I was like, which I didn't read a whole lot of Spider-Man, but somebody on the phone has. Yeah, uh,
2: Venom starts to become a good guy around the storyline, Lethal Protector, where he's like, you know what, I'm done. I'm going to get a flashlight from San Francisco. Did you I'm say a flashlight? alone. Oh. And he goes out and tries to be not a shithead. Like Smurfy. Sometimes it yeah. works, but he's- <laughs> Still ends up eating a few person or two. I think to Smurky's point is that Venom started out and stayed a bad person for a while before he was switched over, where I feel Punisher was just, he wasn't quite a bad guy from the
1: beginning. No, he, Punisher was consistent, where Venom switched. That's that's why I was kind of saying, though, but like Venom definitely was a bad guy. And they were like, oh, he really just hates Spider-Man, that like, he's a good guy. And you're like, that's kind of weird.
0: The real story about that was the progression of how much Eddie Brock asserted himself over the symbiote. symbiote. In the beginning, yes, it was all about, okay, we want Spider-Man. Spider-Man, we're going to do everything we can to destroy Peter Parker's life. But then after a while, Eddie Brock started asserting more over the symbiote, realizing, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, we're, we're, we're crossing a line here. And it was the symbiote that was causing the crossing of the line. Brock took more control. Now, of course, they're still eating brains. They're still killing people, but it's all bad people. Right? He realizes, all right. Well, I really, I hate. I still, I'm still going to hate Spider-Man, but maybe I just won't kill him. Simmy's got to eat, man. True. (laughs) So maybe I'll walk the line of the good guys, but I'm still going to do some bad stuff. It's kind of ironic that we bring up Venom because Venom is also going to be a talking point in one of our other topics here tonight. So, with
2: all that being said. What were some of your favorite and not favorite character terms? Reach out to us on our website at mybigfatlist.com. Click the contact button, fill out the web form, and tell us your answer.
3: Hollywood Influence. What we're talking about here is is how changes that are made in either film or television adaptations of comic books can then affect the comic books themselves and and cause the companies to make those same changes in their books for better or for worse for better or for worse yeah. i mean obviously anything that is done in a comic book or anything that's done on printed page it's not going to translate the exact same way right. no. to film no. you know obviously that first x-men movie even made a joke about it saying you know what what would you prefer yellow spandex it doesn't what looks good on paper doesn't necessarily look good on film different mediums require different things right but when you go to change things that work just for that medium, and then fans like them or accept them or they become popular, and you then go back and alter the source material to match it, that to me is really just a cash grab. That to me is really just saying we don't, especially with the comic book world, and this, you know, it's a very different. World as far as, as adaptations and that, than say novels or plays or right. anything else. Yeah, That's a slap in the face to the long time reader. It's, yeah, it's a, it's a sellout. It's a sellout thing.
2: And I would also add that it's funny you brought up X Men because I kind of feel that the X Men movie influenced the look of. The comic book, the new X Men that started in two thousand and
3: one. Well, you don't have to kind of feel that. I mean, I think that's it's, pretty obvious. It's, it's, yeah, yeah. Happened. And and I think that's the most glaring. Well, one of two of the most glaring cases where that has happened. Yeah, they, it came right after um, the X Men movie, and so they did every. It was just one issue. Suddenly, everybody was wearing black leather like they were in the movie because they didn't want people that that don't know comics to go to the movies see this stuff and then go into a comic shop not and, see it. No, and then I don't not know what see buy. it and go, what is this? Yeah. Which I understand to a point, maybe it's even acceptable at that time, but now 15, almost 20 years removed from yeah. that first X-Men movie, it's no longer an acceptable trait. I don't think. And now I think you're just, you're pandering to new audiences and you're pandering to the, the $600 million box office ticket as opposed to the fans that have spent 30, 40, 50 years reading every issue of your book up till now.
0: Yeah, it was glaring, glaringly obvious because not only was it just the the look of the team, the, the what they were wearing, but then they started messing around with. The characters themselves, their their backstory, their the way that they behave. So their personalities changed. Yeah, because all of a sudden, right after that movie happened, a brand new Brotherhood of Evil Mutants came out, and guess who was a part of it? It was Mystique, hmm. it was Sabretooth, yeah. and it was Toad. Toad. right. The three of them had never been on, on the Brotherhood of Evil Mutants at the same time ever. Right. Well, the, Hell, Sabretooth had never been on. Right. Oh, but he was in the movie that way, so, oh, he's got to, and... Guess what they did to Mystique? Instead of just being blue skinned like she's been forever, Ever. right? They started making her look like she had little scales. Oh yeah. yeah just right. like Rebecca it's Romaine. St- instead of the smooth had, skin blue right? It, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And stuff like that is what really burns my biscuits. Cuz it's like I get you want people who saw the movie who've never picked up a comic before to come in and be able to go, "Okay, I recognize this. I get that." But Stop treating people like they're stupid. Because the X-Men had been around before. You're not going to tell me that these people who went to see the movie in 2000 weren't watching that cartoon in the early 90s. Because
3: it was everywhere. There is a case of, uh, of the comics influencing a change in film, and then the films going back and influencing the comics as well. It isn't just the one way. Oh? I mean, if you think about it, the ultimate comics gave us a Nick Fury that was drawn to resemble Sam Jackson. Yeah, yeah. So when the movies came around, of course they hired him. They cast Sam Jackson, which was great, and it works great oh, for yeah. the movies, and I love it. As soon as that started to become a thing, and as soon as people latched onto it, Marvel Comics, the six one six, that's right, introduced angel. what his illegitimate Nick Fury Jr. Yeah, Nick, the the white Nick Fury in comics. Evidently had an illegitimate African-American son. Yeah, who also happened who, who to, also lose, happened his to lose an eye. What are and, the odds? And well. also happened to be good enough to eventually become director. Like, really? Just, just create Shield? a new
0: character. What are the odds? Yeah, well, I, again, I could I could crunch those numbers for you, but Please. we don't have time. Oh, Math is scary. Yeah, it's, it's things like that that is just a... Uh, well, you said it before. It's a slap to the face to the longtime reader. Because they also then got rid of, and then they got rid of the, the yeah. white Nick Fury, Nick Fury, the Nick Fury in that, a in a really bad story, In a really bad. It, bad if you way, were, yeah. they could have killed him off and just been done with done, it. I would have been okay with that if it was a good story. They could have retired him and right. maybe he goes to, he to Tahiti. I hear it's a magical place. He becomes a lifeguard <laughs> on a beach called Baywatch. There you go. He, that could have happened too. <laughs> but instead, they made a really stupid story with that original sin. Yeah and they put him up on the moon to take the place wow. of of the watcher. Boo. And so now he's Boo. up there
3: and what is he? The un, unseen or something. Um, the
0: unseen, like? Well, he's he, I think he's a something part of that, that Exiles book
3: right now, but I don't read that. So I, I don't, know, really so the I, don't I really don't know what's yeah.
0: going on and I really don't care. Right. Well, and that's sadly. A, and
3: that's the thing. It's not yes, I agree. If they had killed him off and introduced his illegitimate son and that and Nick Fury Jr. became the new Nick Fury, okay, that's fine, I guess. I can go along that's with a, that. But what about the guys that, that have been reading comics, the guys that are 15, 20 years older than us, yeah, yeah. the guys that have been reading comics since, since Marvel Comics started, yeah. that Howling reading Commandos. Sergeant Fury yeah. the Howling Commandos, before Staranko's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. series, that made Fury such a, a big character. So what, all of that is negated now? And, and I mean, it's not, it's still continuity, but it's almost as if they said, yeah, screw that, let's be done screw with that. Screw this character, let's do something and new. screw those readers. Yeah. You know, let's just copy this. Just give us well, a new like, character.
2: Yeah. Or, like, if you want to be lazier about it, just be like, give the idea that Nick Fury isn't a person but a position. Like, no one person is actually Nick Fury. Like James Bond. Once you elevate yourself to that level, go on.
3: Actually, actually Pistol, I, I don't think that that's lazy at all. I, I, I can't believe that no one thought of that. I think that's a great that, idea. That is actually a brilliant idea. And copyright. Done. <laughs> well, no, there was stuff I was
1: reading that's what they were going to do with James Bond. That like, double seven seven's not the yeah, title. Yeah, I mean, that's, other but that's yeah. how you're
0: supposed to feel about James Bond. Right. Because it explains different, all the why different there actors, have been so right. many
1: different actors. Which is fine, right. So I was like, this
0: dude's the same concept. Yeah, with, with Nick Fury. Yeah, exactly. Great. You're exactly. now
1: Nick Fury, director of S.H.I.E.L.D. Great. Yeah, that was That's, that's your been, official that... title.
3: Put on a name badge. Oh, man. Now that I'm thinking about it, if they had done that, I would have been totally fine with it. Right. I would have been totally fine with
1: it. And then you get, you get a 7 mini miniseries. Explain how, like, this isn't really the Nick Fury. Oh, he's a guy who becomes yeah. Nick Fury. Yeah. Well,
0: they were covering their ass. Yeah, no, they That's were. the thing. Yeah, it's like, were. okay, as long if he's related to the original right. Nick Fury, then it's going to be okay. It's okay because the readers will understand because it's his son, right? Illegitimate or not, it doesn't matter. Just because you didn't know you had the kid, it's kind of ironic though that he still went off to be, you know, a badass, lose an eye, and happened to look like. Samuel L.
3: Jackson. Well, Hard depending on, on who the artist is. Oh, well, yeah. you give
2: a Spider-Man one. Originally, obviously, Peter Parker didn't have the organic web fluid that he had. But oh, once yeah. the, the first Spider-Man movie came out, it's called The Other. And it's where yeah. Spider-Man dies, but he's reborn in a cocoon with new powers. New, new powers, yeah. That's right, I, I remember that that. Organic he, webbing.
1: The game Organic Webbing and those stingers
3: that came out of his wrist, which fa- fa- so, faded fast. But now, wait a minute. I... Pistol, you'll have to correct me if I'm wrong because I, I haven't read a whole lot of Spider Man over the years. But mm-hmm. if I remember correctly, didn't the ultimate Spider Man have organic web shooters? The Ultimate built his own web Peter web Parker. Shooters. Yeah. Ultimate Peter Parker
0: had web, web shooters. shooters. He did have actual yeah. web shooters. Yeah, okay. he built web okay. shooters. Okay.
3: All right. I thought I had I thought I had read another story, not twenty ninety nine, that had uh organic Well now web does shooters.
0: does Miles Morales have web shooters? That or is it know. organic that is web? That's the
2: question that I do not know, honestly.
3: I don't either. Huh? I am not positive, but I want to say that he does. Okay. Okay. Or, or organic? And if no if, uh, okay, actual, if we're yeah. wrong,
0: I'm sure our audience will contact us and let us know. I think one of the most glaring examples of Hollywood interfering with a comic book character is, is... Green
2: Lantern. You're so right. <laughs> How did Ryan Reynolds translate to the comic book page?
0: If I could hit you, I would. (laughs) You're lucky you are half a continent away. I was going to say Venom. The film Venom forced, and I don't want to say, maybe forced is the wrong word. Marvel had just brought back Eddie Brock in the symbiote. So he was back to being Venom because it was Flash Thompson. for a while. It was Flash Thompson. Agent, Flash Thompson yeah. was Agent, Agent Venom. Venom. Right.
3: And I think right after Flash Thompson got rid of the symbiote, some they created somebody new for about five or six issues, I think, mm. and it and people weren't caring for it, and and then I think Eddie came back, and the only reason I know that is because. I don't buy many Venom comics at all, and when Eddie came back, I bought that one. Well, Eddie, Eddie that's, coming back—that's back, a, a big deal. deal yeah, because it's, yeah. it's a big, big deal. Yeah, because you think we're going—we're coming somebody, back to right. Yeah, so the, there the, the, was the retro status in the middle quote. there, but yeah, they—they they brought him back as if he was like classic Venom. Right? Yeah, at
0: first, at first, and then, oh, we're going to do the whole switcheroo, and mm-hmm. they have slowly but surely, kind of almost covertly retconned the majority of the symbiotes backstory. Yep. So that it is not so convoluted so that somebody who saw Venom could go into a comic book store and pick up a Venom comic and not be as confused as they would if it was the old continuity. I realize you're running a business, Disney Marvel, but but stop screwing with our characters. Stop poo-pooing on them. This is this is why there's so much controversy, controversy about around all this because Yes, you have to change a character, characters have to evolve, but you also don't have to erase the history of a character to make them more interesting to somebody new. If you are a good enough writer, you should be able to work with what came before you and continue and move forward and evolve.
1: You would think that they are like, people watching the movie, I want to know about Venom. They'll go out and buy the old paperbacks or comics. That would help drive up business. You, you know? would, th- you would think. Because it's like, oh, this guy to go back and reread the whole history of Venom. Cool. Great. And Instead of like, oh, no, he'll buy the new stuff.
0: Well, and if you've all the old Marvel, stuff. Marvel I mean. has been putting out a lot of those reprints right. of first issues of their old comic mm-hmm. books and little collections of the old right. comic books. Just to give you a, a hint. And a taste of what these characters things right yeah the true believers true believers true believers believers line yeah that's right and that's great for people who want to come in and get a little bit of knowledge about some characters and then go and pick up some modern comics, but the movies need to stop getting things so and 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 I'm saying Marvel right now they're they're doing a better job at getting the characters more close to their comic book counterparts, but. Hello, anybody watch a Warner Brothers DC movie lately? That's not no. Aquaman. no. That's not Aquaman or Wonder Woman. Yeah,
3: literally no. Unfortunately, <laughs> I've sat through them. <laughs> no. Well, that's where we ask you: What changes did Hollywood make to your favorite characters? Now, reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpollist dot com. No Click the, the contact button. Call, fill out the web form. And tell us your answer.
1: Over-sexualized art. Are your heroines too bosomy? Are your heroes too ripped? Does this all drive you nuts and make you think it's a little too unrealistic that every single super-powered character has got a 6-pack, 8-pack, 12-pack, and size double-D boobs? That's what we're going to talk about right now.
3: Yeah. Well, what? Well, uh, you said bosomy. me. Mm. Uh,
0: yes. And, the, and boobies. <laughs> True. Wait till he says loincloth. Ooh. Because that's
1: coming well, up. We're, we're going to get there. Uh, best example is if, if pretty much any female lead character, huge. I mean, I get it. It's written by men, kind of four men was their target audience at the beginning. Sex sells. I get it. But not every single hero needs to be double Ds with them kind of hanging out, you know? Right. Power Girl is one of them that sticks out like power huge, girl like, definitely yeah
0: sticks, sticks out. out
1: but i mean even like rogue mystique i mean you can go down the list
0: they're all very very bosomy well depending on the artist sometimes they're they're done tastefully but then there are sometimes where it is overtly sexual right. the cleavage is coming out they're in a very suggestive pose starfire is another one on the dc side starfire right they, they even bring yes. it up
1: in cartoons and comics where they're just like oh Hey, you want to wear something else besides a piece of? Ribbon? Well, and the thing so. is,
0: that it is part of her character that there is not yes. the taboo of of nudity, nudity and things like that is not that big of a planet. big of a right. thing for her planet. So the fact that she's dressed like a skank on Saturday night trying to get some, right. haha, it's just a joke. Calm down, folks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> but like, how dare you? But then, but then I mean, <laughs> and like, but whenever they draw a younger person, for example, like Squirrel Girl or any of like the young X Men, they give them outfits that make sense and work. And not like, you And know, they should. And they should. And I, I get it. I get it. Yeah, it's 13-year-old girl. You're not supposed to draw it like that. We're not perverts. But, like, some of them aren't 16. Some of them are 18, 20 years old. And they still give them appropriate attire. Right. And not super top-heavy.
0: Yeah. Where, where comics are concerned, and the, the industry has changed. Once upon a time, where it was just superhero comic books, the over-sexualization. Well, yeah. You were right. They were mainly aimed towards men, men. boys. So, yeah, ooh, Batgirl's got a nice curve, couple curves to her. I'm going to pick up this cover because it looks really nice. And, hey, I do enjoy the book as well. Nowadays, and it's not happening as much as it used to. No. Because the industry has changed, and we have become less misogynistic. Right. Because we have more women in the industry doing the art and doing the writing. But even when we have the women doing the art and doing the writing, they don't deny the fact that they're drawing a woman. Right. And we actually get to see that now. That I'm happy with the fact that we continue to go back to the over sexualization for certain characters, time and place, guys. It's it, it shouldn't be in your superhero comic books. If you're doing an independent book and that's part of your appeal, fine. I totally part of the get character, that fine. because it's because that right there. It's on a superhero book, and children or young adults aren't going to be drawn towards that. Right. If it's an explicit title. Then yes, it makes total sense.
3: Well, I, I would say even more so than that, I mean, you know, the, the over-sexualization of particularly females, I mean, you're mm-hmm. right, Smurphy, that it, it does happen, you know, with male characters, too, especially oh, yeah. especially since the strongman thing of the 80s, the Arnold Schwarzenegger physique of the 80s kind of took over comics. But the, the over-sexualization of women in comics, it's nothing new to begin with. I mean, right. It goes well, yeah. back to... The earliest days of comics and pulp magazines, which at that time were generated, as you said, by men, specifically for men and young prepubescent or uh, emerging, let's say, (laughs) boys. You said Um, emerging. I said emerging. So, you know, (laughs) and that's that time. That doesn't mean that it needs to continue now. You know, you can't go back and attack that stuff because it is a product of its time. Its time, yeah. But that doesn't mean that it continues now. Just, I mean, just like it, it, as something as arbitrary as smoking in the workplace or having a cigarette while you're sitting in a movie theater. Yeah, it was acceptable then. That doesn't mean that it's necessarily acceptable now. Mm. Things change. You can't go back. Things were set a certain way then for a certain type of person based on a certain type of. Of morals and a certain uh, view of what was socially acceptable. Yeah, yeah, right, yeah. exactly. And those things have changed now. Mm-hmm. So the issue is not that it was there for oh, so no. long. The issue is that there are still those that
1: continue to support it. For Well, it, right, you can change it now. For example, I get guys like Captain America. He would have... A six-pack, super soldier, Spider-Man, being able to lift up 10 times on body weight, he's going to be more built and cut. But then you get guys like like Kyle Rayner, He shouldn't really have a six pack. Like he could be thin, cool, but like he should not be super toned. He's an artist, right? You know. Um, And there's other heroes out there. Guy Gardner. If you were we want to talk about Green Lanterns, Guy Gardner is just your average Joe, right? And but you don't need to draw him super ripped with like a size like. But that's comic, but that's superhero comics. I'm saying you can you can alter now make it a little more realistic, and I don't think people are really going to care. Well, let's let's look at the real
0: world applications of this. Perfect example: the the show Supergirl. Okay. Yeah. So the show show Supergirl has introduced Superman, and he's not overly but, ripped. But I believe that that dude could punch and a building. And people in space. are up in arms. Oh, really? Because this guy doesn't look super. No, oh, because he doesn't look like Henry Cavill. Well, well but even he didn't look super. So yes, he worked out. Yes, he has a nice body. And then some of that was the costume. True. The actor who is playing Superman right now on Supergirl. I'm sure he works out. I'm sure he has yeah. a nice body, and the suit does add a little bit. But he's not rippling with muscles. Why? Because your Superman shouldn't. You should be right. be he shouldn't be rippling with he should muscles. He's like an average dude, right? He should look like his muscles do not make him super. No. The fact that he is an alien from another planet that has right. abilities Frank, right. on our he, world he go back, make him
1: super. He doesn't have to work out like uh, guys and get ripped. You know, go like, back and look he could have like a like gut like me yeah. and still be as well, strong. That's my
0: point. As he is, right. Go back he, and he look is.
3: at the early fifties and and forties DC comics of Superman. Yeah, and and all of right. them Martian right. Manhunter, the Justice League, all of them from that time up until about the the mid to late sixties. Like Christopher Reeves. They looked like I mean, George right. Reeves. Yeah. George, right. yeah, you know, they were barrel chested yeah. because the the workout, the strong man physique yeah. at that time, was a thicker. More barrel-chested not, kind not of a, kind defined. of a guy, right. until the late seventies when you started getting guys like Arnold Schwarzenegger as your big action heroes and your celebrities. You started getting, you know, people like Dolph Lundgren, and yeah. and you know, then later on with the Rambo films, you know, Stallone. seeing Stallone, you know, roid it out. Yeah, and then the roid thing in baseball yeah. when that all started and everybody started getting huge, that as a culture, our view of what a strong man was radically changed at that time mm-hmm. so so did our superheroes yeah. that's why Superman at that time suddenly became this ripped giant guy
0: and the same thing happened with women yeah. as well yeah. it
3: happened with all of them yes the problem is is that it's not realistic and now in 2019 going into the 2020s now we're looking at trying to find a more realistic balance there And anyone that complains that, oh, this person doesn't look super, or, oh, that woman doesn't look like she fits the costume. No, they don't look like they fit the view of the character that you had for 20 years. But that's not the ultimate view of that character. That character's gone through many changes, and this is yet another one. And that's something that I, I don't think people want to look at they well, don't not to want go to back to
1: hollywood that. but every time you hear oh so-and-so's casted as his character people are like oh he doesn't have the body to pull that yeah, off right right away and it's like well, well why not i'm sorry did michael keaton right.
3: have the body to pull off batman exactly come on
2: i'm just really waiting to bring up how he-man really scarred me as a child because i never had rippling abs i never had a, cl- a loin cloth and i never had a giant sword and that wasn't fair
1: Life's not fair.
0: Well, See, Pistol has brought up the loincloth, but the, the fact that he the fact that he does bring up He Man, ironically enough, because I did want to talk about it. Of course, when that film was made, somebody like Dolph Lundgren had to play He Man, because in our mind, in well, our collective conscious, He Man is this rippling powerhouse of a man. Well, you can't you can't put a a suit on somebody like that because. He man didn't wear a lot of clothing because right. he was showing off the pecs, baby. Showing the pecs off. And nowadays, I think, I think we could probably get away with, yes, a muscular actor, Hella Hemsworth. Thor is a perfect example. Chris Hemsworth, Thor, is a perfect example of how I would enjoy seeing somebody portray He Man yeah. on the big screen nowadays. We don't need to have the oiled-up, over-muscular o- oiled right. over type of a guy for me to believe that you know he's a master of the
3: universe, baby. Just to back up what you're saying, I think it again goes to that idea that our view of what a fit, strong man or woman looks like now is different than what it was 20, 30 years ago, 40 years ago when oh, yeah. He-Man started. You know, again, He-Man started that same time, Arnold Schwarzenegger and all right. those guys coming up. So, of course, you know, he's going to have that Conan body. He's got that Mr. Universe body. Yeah, the Mr. Yeah. Universe mm-hmm. thing, exactly, yeah. When that was getting big, yep. That's but like, now, you know, you look at these guys, you look at Hugh Jackman in the in the X-Men movies, you look at yeah. Hemsworth, you look at Evans, you look at these these guys or or athletes today and how they, they will hone... <laughs> either, either medically induced or otherwise, they will hone <laughs> yeah. every single muscle and chisel everything a, a certain way. But that's our view now. So it's it's okay for the comic characters, both in the comics and in film, their representation to change as well. Mm-hmm. One point came to mind: Paul Rudd as Ant Man.
1: I think like he's not overly ripped. He's in good shape. Well. He's, he's good in shape. good shape, and that's fine. He's in good shape because you're like, okay, he's in, you know pretty normal shape, but he's not overly ripped, and it worked out very, very well. Mm-hmm. And that yeah. was my point. Like Chris not tend to go out. Like I get, I get dropping some pounds and looking a little fit. You have to go out and get a six pack to play. Star-Lord. He didn't have to, but I mean, but I mean did, when,
0: when you're when you're actually it, when somebody right. else is paying yeah, for yeah. I'm saying, you to do all that, no, yeah.
1: Star Lord would been fine with that six
0: pack. True, he would have, you know. Like he he you know but
1: like you, you, couldn't have. You notice you don't America see
0: Doctor Strange without his shirt off. All that, all that, exactly, much. because Doctor Strange Normal is not known as a muscle bound right. fighter. And it works, right, he's a master of the mystic arts, so he doesn't need to punch somebody. Right, he'll punch him with magic. Right,
3: yeah, I think and I I hope anyway that we will start seeing that more with the female characters too both in comics and film. I mean obviously Wonder Woman has such an iconic costume. They had to do something to make Gal Gadot's outfit look like the comics. Right. However, unbelievably impractical. It is. Yes, you know what though? <laughs> but she they she was not overly she was not overly down, weak, but also worked. the costume itself right. while still somewhat impractical was far more believable in yeah, the movie because they had to be armor but i like you know and and obviously the captain marvel costume in the captain marvel movie it mirrors the comics right. costume but it's it's nice to see that it's in a full suit. Right. They didn't go, oh, this is a movie. We've got Brie Larson. Bikini. She's young. Right. Let's All Let's get her yeah. in bikinis a lot of times. Time. You know, let's uh, let's change the suit up. Let's make the leather jacket a right. midriff. You know, yeah. they didn't do any of that kind of stuff. They kept it the way it's supposed to be. They kept it believable. You know, they put her in boots instead of yep. heels. Right. They They are allowing the characters to change. But again, since this episode is about controversies that erupt, over these, over these topics, um, and as the introduction stated, fear and the fear that that gives to hate, you end up with a lot of people that refuse to evolve with these changes. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's going to be okay. All you have to do is just go with the flow. Center yourself, let go of that hate, and it'll all be all right. What are your thoughts on over-sexualizing
1: comic book characters, both male and female, Reach out to us at our website, mybigfatpolis.com, click the contact button, fill out the form, give us your answer.
0: Toxic fandom. This is probably the biggest red button issue we're going to be talking about in this episode. I'm already mad. <laughs> <laughs> I can tell. The steam is just coming right off of your head. We, as a, as a culture... Of our geek culture, for one reason or another, I don't know why, but we're getting angrier and angrier about stupid things, and we are taking it too far. I think it's because the internet gives you a voice. Yes, gives everybody a voice, but the internet also gives you anonymity. Yeah. You don't have to be no, in right somebody's sure. face and tell them, hey, I think you're freaking stupid.
3: And when you when you have that kind of zealous fanaticism mentality coupled with anonymity that's just just, gonna breed yeah i
0: mean there's knives that come out with every word that you type you become a keyboard warrior right or or social justice warrior Warrior, as as some have been known i I say keyboard warrior because
1: that's what we call in the gaming community a lot of those kids that can talk smack on the video game knowing that they're miles away in their safe basement right exactly
0: protect them so they can say whatever they want no repercussions right and and it's no different where organized fandom is concerned right uh, it doesn't matter if it's comic books, if it's if it's film, if it's movies, television, no
3: oh, politics, politics, but not, politi- right, yeah. religion. It does yeah, it does yeah, not anything. matter.
0: It, it's anything. But now, of course, we are going to just narrow it down to our comic book fandom here. The toxic fandom has has come to a point to where people aren't just saying, "Well, you're stupid," and I don't like you. It's, "Well, why don't you go kill yourself? You're so stupid." Re- really. Does the fact that we had a female led Ghostbusters film really give us the excuse to be that angry? You can be mad at like the producers and writers for writing
1: a bad movie, but to go astru- after actually yes, actual actress to, that- to like attack their personal Twitter account like, hey Kristen Wiig, I know but you're even, on SNL, but you suck because of just Ghostbusters.
0: Yeah, you should Go hang yourself. Go swallow a knife. Go swallow a knife. Even to like that. Wow, really? Like, like, I, I get
3: what you're saying. Like, Be angry at the creators, yeah. not at the people that signed a contract. But even that angry, I think... Oh, no, I think over-angry. The level right. is the issue. It's. I mean, obviously, the, where it's being directed is an issue as well. But I think the scariest issue, the scarier issue, I should say, is the level of it. Right. I think at that point, saying that George Clooney ruined the Batman franchise, that's putting blame on the wrong person. Yeah. You know? Yeah, that, it wasn't his fault. That blame the, should be put on the Schumacher bat nipples. and the... and <laughs> the, the bat nipples, guys. <laughs> blame that nipples. blame should be put on Schumacher and the execs at oh, Warner Brothers. Exactly. So that's misdu- misguided direction. Telling anyone you're stupid because you did something that has no effect on the world in any kind of social s- scenario that... I do not like, and I don't agree with, that you should kill yourself, regardless of whose fault it is. That's a whole different level. Yeah, you, you that's took a it, whole nother thing. You took
1: it from hating on something, voicing your opinion, to cyberbullying, to cyber harassing dash threatening. Exactly, exactly. And it's like, damn, you got to skip some steps.
2: Well, I think the problem is also people put this weird notion in their head that what's coming now is going to somehow diminish what's been. Mm, Well, let's go back to the Ghostbusters comparison. Uh, Personally, you can't take away what Ghostbusters means to me. Even though I didn't care for the movie, I also didn't go see it in the theaters and support it. Because it's not Leslie Jones or Kristen Wiig or any of their faults. It's just a corporate product put out to make money. And if you don't
3: want him to do it, just don't go see it. Don't give him the money. That was my my exact thought. You know, it's the same thing with, with posts on any social media platform. It's the same thing with any TV show, any book. If you don't like it, don't read it. If you don't like this, don't watch it. No one is holding a gun to your head and saying, sit in this theater and watch Leslie Jones do her version of Ghostbusters. Personally, I don't want to do that. I don't want to. i I've still have not seen the movie. I don't care to. I don't care if somebody else likes it. Go for it. It's not my thing. But if you don't like something, just turn it off.
0: Right. A, right. a
3: good point on how
1: that worked. Mm. Star Wars Battlefront Two game came out by EA, and they're doing those micro things where it's like, hey, man, if you have enough money, you can buy the best character in the game, mm. and you can become Darth Vader, and you play right away. You're kicking everyone's butt, right? And people were like, this is stupid. This is pissed. The nerds spoke up, did not buy the game. EA lost a shit ton of money on it. Right. They learned, hey, we're going to get rid of it, and they got rid of the microtransactions. Hey, guys, your voice worked. They didn't go to the president of EA and, like, I'm going to murder your kid and your dog Right. because you guys made a crap game. No, they spoke in the pocketbook. Threatening a guy's life ain't going to get anywhere. But him where it her, it's the pocketbook. They'll listen. They'll listen to money.
0: And that's and really you know, like it, you that's, said, don't that's what work. you should do. Right. But unfortunately, there's there's some of our brethren and sister that aren't doing that. <laughs> And it's because they're afraid of the change. Yeah. Specifically, where comic books are concerned, a lot of characters changed not only gender, but nationality in the oh, 2000s. Right. Yeah. That's right, yeah. And that scared a lot, a lot of, of white, straight men. Now, I am a white, straight man. Right. And I'm about to list off a handful of characters, and guess what? None of these characters scared me. They didn't enrage me. I'm already scared. But I'm, I wasn't interested in their story, so I didn't read. Don't buy it. Right. Now, I'm not saying I'm boycotting it, and you should too. It just wasn't for me, Right. What? so I wasn't going to read. What's the I'll list? give you an example. Okay. Uh, so we get a Pakistani Ms. Marvel in March of 2014. Camilla Khan is introduced in all-new Marvel Now point Now.1. Mm-hmm. So we get a brand-new Ms. Marvel Who is an inhuman, but more importantly, female Pakistani. One of the most popular new characters that have come out of Marvel in the last decade. But then, on the other hand, still
3: a lot of controversy because people... Of course. Oh, it's
0: a Pakistani. I can't like
3: them. They're the bad Holy crap. No, we can't do that. I got to say, as a side note, I freaking love... Kamala Khan. Yeah, she's, she is, I, I is a great character. Well. I, yeah, I she's she's yeah, one of the I reasons
0: better. when they put her on the Avenger, the all-new, all-different Avengers, yeah. I picked it up. Yeah. When she left and they started the Champions, I picked she's, that up She's too. one of the
3: reasons I still get the Champions, and I, I know they've been talking a lot about a movie for her, and I, I can't wait. I would wait. Love, I love to see a movie that character. with her, yes.
2: It's the reason I picked up, started picking up Champions. Yeah,
0: she is yeah. terrific. She's great. She is great. I love that character. A character that hits home to Dr. Impact... Because he's a Thor fan. Oh, yeah. But we get a female Thor in November of 2014. Thor, God of Thunder, number 25, Jane Foster. Of course, we didn't know it was Jane Foster at the time. But we get a female Thor wielding Mjolnir and calling
3: down the thunder. I'll tell you what. um, I am a Thor fan, and I I liked most of the – I know you've got a couple other names on your list that you want to hit – I liked most of them. Mm-hmm. As big of a Thor fan as I am, that's the one I didn't like. Right. That's right. the switch. But it had nothing to do with the gender flip. It it, it had to do with the fact that what they had set up uh, originally was that Thor was an entity that would switch places with another person. Right. So you would have Donald Blake and then Thor would take his place. Going back to classic Going back to oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. Now when right. they got even even back in the 90s when Dan Jurgens and John Romita relaunched the book and they and they introduced Jake Olson, Jake and Thor would switch places. That is the thing about Thor. When they got rid of that, then Thor didn't need to switch places with yeah. anybody. Thor is a ...person on his own. Mm -hmm. Now, if they wanted to go back to that idea, to where Jane Foster turned into Thor, that's fine, but then why is there this other guy running around... Who is the Odin? Yeah, son. Why do we have Odin running around? So too. it wasn't so that the, I didn't like Jane Foster Thor. It's the fact that it didn't make sense to the rules that you've established. Right, they which is like, a different. He's thing. almost
1: like calling on Shazam. You call on Thor and you become Thor. That's
3: what it was originally. Yeah, yeah, which is, yeah that's which like, but you yeah.
1: got rid of that. So why change the rules?
3: Like, yeah, it's the right. rules that's were altered, and that's, right. and that's and that's, that's what sense. I didn't like about. about and I'm that. sure that there are plenty of fans
0: of that run of Thor. I, and Very, we're not dim, we're not diminishing no. No, your love for that. It's just it
3: wasn't for, for us. And right. I will say, I read the first story arc and I read the the last story arc, the death of Jane the Foster thing, yeah. story arc. Both were well done, and and that's coming from someone who's not a big Jason Aaron fan. Mm. Both were well done stories. I just had major issue because it altered the rules of the character. Right. Otherwise, I'm fine. You know, make it a female Thor. I don't care. Just make it make sense.
0: Right. Another example. Something very controversial. This this split a lot of people down the middle. We get a black Captain America in December of 2014. Captain America, volume 7, number 25. Sam Wilson oh, yeah. takes up the mantle of Captain America. After Bucky leaves. Steve's dead. Bucky right. leaves. Bucky
1: gets like, it's not for me. He leaves. Yeah. Uh, He's like,
0: I'll take it up. I loved that book. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What that proved was that Captain America... Is a symbol. Amen. right Amen. It's not a person. Right. It's a symbol, and anybody who who holds up the same values as that symbol can be Captain America, as long as the story makes sense. Well, yeah, I don't care. Which is what
1: you guys just pointed out. It made sense in Captain America. Cap, you know, Steve Rogers dead. capy's like, not for me. Seems like someone's got to pick up the symbol. I got it. Hmm? Whereas in Thor. Started of make any sense. like It was like, you guys are switching the rules all of a sudden just to have a female Thor. Like, it, it made sense to the or... rules
3: that were established for yeah, that run, wrong. but right. that was changing the rules exactly. that had been established and that,
0: and that- Now, Not necessarily a, uh, a gender swap, but we, we get a female Wolverine. Right. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, is that we've had a female Wolverine right. for a very long time. It's just not until November 2015 that we actually start calling Laura Kinney, X-23, Wolverine. the all-new Wolverine. Right. Female clone of Wolverine. She's been around for a very long time in the comic books. Very popular character. Actually, was introduced in X Men Evolutions, the the cartoon series. Oh, yeah. yeah, that's where she got her start. Hmm. This one didn't cause a lot of uh, a lot as much hate as you would think, because the character was already well established. Right. She comes. She, she was already she evolved. Kind of, she exactly. She evolved, and, and again, with the sense. death of Wolverine. Almost she like took again. on the, again, again, it's the symbol. She took on the, that persona to honor his memory.
2: No, I, honestly, I think this just becomes comes down to writing, and that's the scariest thing is that people don't know, like, well, the, will it be well-written or will it not be? I think that's what people freak out the most about unnecessarily.
0: Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's another thing, you can't please everybody all the time. Something that's not going to be everybody's cup of tea. My last example of... The scariness of change is uh we get a Korean Hulk. Oh, yeah. Yeah, February 2016. Totally awesome Hulk number one. Now, again, this is a character that's already been established in the Marvel Universe. Amadeus Cho, I want to say the third or fourth smartest person in the Marvel Universe, finally figures a way out to cure Bruce Banner. But it also means that he has to become the Hulk himself. And he does. He feels... I don't want to say he feels sorry for Bruce, but it's like, I want to help Bruce Banner because he is a good man you inside. You put your time in. Well, yeah. yeah exactly. it's, time for, it's time for vacation, you put your time buddy. in. Yeah. I'll take over now. Right. Because I can be a totally awesome Hulk. Right. But right. the thing is, is that when you're a Hulk, you, you got some issues. <laughs> and Amadeus finds out that it wasn't just as easy as absorbing the gamma radiation and now I get to turn green whenever I want and be all strong.
3: Well, my friend, you got a condition. <laughs>
0: <laughs> exactly. I collected totally awesome Hulk for for a long time, and the thing is, is though I stopped collecting it to at a point because even though I enjoyed Amadeus as a Hulk, this isn't my Hulk. It's not as messed up as I like my Hulk. I like the struggle between Banner and the Hulk, and the you, and you the, like the Jekyll and Hyde. I do. And, I do like know, the Jekyll it, yeah. and Hyde. I like the horror aspect, and then I was given that when Immortal Hulk started up. Perfect examples of. Change that you know could be scary, but did uh, really hurt anybody. No?
3: Even even further than than gender and race, you know, there is also the sexual orientation swaps. Yes, that have happened that caused huge uproars. And I can understand some of them. Some of them I, I can understand. If if you're going to, I, I think it was Simon Pegg who was talking about I think that third Star Trek movie that that he wrote the uh, what was that beyond I think yeah. yeah
0: Star Trek Beyond
3: and I think it was that film where they they made Sulu Sulu gay yeah. didn't they and they had asked him why why didn't you just create a new character and he said well it's very simple because if you make a new character to make a gay character as a part of Star Trek then that character is fully identified by his sexual orientation, as opposed to being identified by who he is, who just happens to, to be, be homosexual. And I think that's a very good point. And, and there have been some changes like that in in comics, both Marvel, DC, and, and others, that I think in some cases, yeah, I totally agree with that thought. There are other cases, again, you're changing your rules, like in the New 52 when they did Earth 2 and made the Alan Scott Green Lantern gay. Well, okay, I understand taking an established character when you've rebooted your whole universe and you want to now make someone gay, that's fine. But when you're telling us that half of the continuity that came before still exists and a large portion of that continuity is reliant upon characters who are children of the character that you have right. now made gay yep. okay now now you're changing now you're changing the laws you, of physics you, you, gotta, you, gotta <laughs>
1: you better have a story where he adopted you, you girl better yeah you better at least from. somehow or explain, one you know, drunken a night a one, he decided right. to have sex with a it, woman or, or he
3: was married before he decided that he needed to come out or right. something you yes. got to explain you have it. to do that and
1: i'm okay he's gay but you need to but you have to right. explain, explain it you can't just
3: change it just to change it
0: right That's where I have a problem. Changing it just to change it to try and bring in that LGBTQ community to your comic books. I'm against that.
3: Because not only is that, again, like like we were talking about with the other stuff, not only is that a slap in the face to the longtime readers, but it's a slap in the face to the new readers of that community that Mm -hmm. you're trying to attach to comics, that you're trying to, to get interested. Because now those people... Will become attached to this new version of this character and they will not be able to feel like they can communicate with other people that read the comics because there is now a divide between them as well. So now you're not doing any service to anyone by doing that. Just make it one thing or the other and explain it, make it make sense and don't change your own rules. Otherwise, you know, and if people have a problem with it at that point, well, at that point, then then you're just a bigot. <laughs> right. I'm sorry. Well, you, are. I, you know, you are a good case in point. Iceman.
0: I, I'm glad oh, you brought Iceman. that up. Because it yeah. is the it most controversial aspect of this is because a lot of people were like, why did Brian Michael Bendis do this to this character all of a sudden? Just just out of nowhere. I'm going to defend Brian Michael Bendis because it makes sense. In the overall sense of the character. I'm glad at, that at you say I didn't that like it.
3: before you even defend it because I thought I was the only person who liked that change uh, to Bobby. I at first was outraged
1: because I thought they did it just cuz. I thought they were like, okay, Hey, okay, we need a gay character. Boom, Iceman, you're gay, go. And I was like, That makes no sense. After Mr. X explained it to me, I was like, You know
0: what? So it makes sense. So I'm right. on board now. Explain. Cool.
3: Explain, Mr. X. Because, so yeah. the
0: way the way that you look at Bobby Drake you could take it. You could take the character as well. What has Bobby Drake really done throughout his entire career as an X Man? I mean, he's been a character for a very long time. A very he's a founding member right. of the X Men. But where's that wow worthy? Where's that? Where's that? Uh, this is Bobby Drake. This is Iceman. So you could take oh okay, we're going to make him gay. You could look at that and go like oh wow. So you're going to take a character that really doesn't have anything to him, and you're finally going to give him this right just to make him interesting. And I can understand why, thinking that way, you would be outraged. Right, because you're like... I was confused at first. It wasn't like I was outraged. It wasn't that I loved it. It was, hmm. And I actually really had to think about it. But when you look back at the history of the character, this this is a man who has had a failed relationship with every single woman he's ever been with. He has never been able to commit to any woman... No matter how great the relationship looked, and then I started thinking about some of the gay people that I know in my life, some of the homo- some of my friends that are homosexuals, and I don't want it to sound like that. Oh, some of my best friends are homosexuals. No, it's it's the people that I've I have in my life, and I've 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 heard their stories, and it's not like not everybody came out when they were know. born. Knowing the stories of of people who have lived not knowing where they fit in the world and then realizing oh, oh my god you know I'm gay it makes sense for bobby drake to feel that way because they then explain in the comic book that bobby's parents were extremely overbearing and, kind and of in particular his father here he is he's gay but he's also a mutant which is worse yeah what battle do you pick so for him internally He decided to ignore the whole gay part of himself and focus on the fact that, okay, well, I have to I have to find acceptance as a mutant. Right. When you look at the big picture for Bobby Drake, yeah, it does make sense that he would be in denial with himself for so long. And what they've done with the character since, I have to say, I'm not a fan of all of it, but it has made him a hell of a lot more interesting than he was before, I mean, the most interesting Iceman has really been was the version of him from the Age of Apocalypse. Right, we can make multiple Iceman army. Right. Well, I mean, he's he's gotten to that point now. Right, but but he's also more of a character. There's there's more to him now, right. and I'm actually appreciative of of Bendis doing what he did because it made sense yes. for the character. What about you, Pistol? What did you think about the revelation that Bobby is actually gay?
2: Does he still turn into ice?
0: Well, yes, he is Iceman.
2: Does he still kick a whole lot of ass?
0: Yes, in fact, he does.
2: Then what the fuck do I care what he does between the sheets?
0: Well said. I couldn't put it better myself. Going back to Alan Scott, it,
3: that, that doesn't it really make sense. any sense to the character. No, that was just a change just for change If sake.
0: you needed a gay character in your book, if you needed a gay or lesbian character in your book, create one. You don't necessarily have to slap something new onto a pre existing character if it's not going to make sense. It would make absolutely no sense to all of a sudden make Black Panther, he's gay. Yes,
1: it would make no sense. Yeah. yeah. Why?
0: What, what, what know, does, why? That, what does what, that bring? Because he had the a story. failed marriage with Storm? Yeah, that exactly. That's why he's gay. No. No. no.
3: Yeah, no. Or vice versa, you know, switching a, an established gay character, uh, making you know, oh yeah, all, straight. all of a sudden I'm straight. Yes, yeah. you know why? North Star. Is, all what of a does does sudden, that, yeah, yeah, right. All, all of a sudden, only chasing after women. What right. does that do to at the speed of light? Mind you. anything? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <it's-> <laughs> yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Now, one of the last things that uh, we're going to touch upon in this episode, and and I'm only bringing it up because I want people to go over to our website and look at the show notes where I'm going to put up a bunch of links for people to get educated on comics gate hmm. i'm not mentioning any names uh, good or bad uh, i'm bringing it up because it was a very ugly dark time in fandom and it net it hasn't necessarily gone away i was
3: gonna say i kind of feel like to a certain extent we're still in the middle of right. it.
0: right well i mean it's 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 been almost two years now it started off in july of 2017 and it's progressively getting talked about less and less but it's still around Smurfy has a confused look on his I face. I am befuddled. He is befuddled, so so I'm going to briefly give you an idea of what Comics Gate was. Straight white men who don't like change saw a bunch of female creators having a good time and
3: I think it was that the milkshake. The milkshake thing, right? Where they mar- mar- Marvel to the, make
0: mine yeah. make mine milkshake. There was a the passing of a female illustrator, and the women of Marvel, the the writers yeah. and the artists, went out and had a milkshake in her honor. Nice big selfie on Facebook. Or, uh, yeah, it, was it was a bunch, a bunch of. Them. It was like a okay. it was yeah, like a, right. you know, it, was a, it was a farewell women a women, women yeah. Yeah. Of, of, of creed a beer, and color instead of pouring and, out for your guess, homies, and guess what men had a fit white straight oh, man. men had a fit had a problem, yikes! Yeah, and because cellar. there's a platform for all of that. They started attacking anything. Uh, I, I mean, there's video of of somebody taking a knife, a buoy knife, to a copy of West Coast Avengers and ripping it apart with a knife, oh calling it hipster trash. Oh, my God. Wow.
1: Guys. Because
0: you need that. That's, Guys, that's great entertainment on YouTube, huh? To, to, they were paying tribute to one of their fallen sisters. Uh, and again, like I said, I'm not I'm not going to get into oh, right. it. Right. But I want people to be educated about it. So exactly. there will be plenty of links that you can check out over at the show notes so that it can end
3: and never right. be repeated. Right. right. Do not do not repeat the past. Learn, learn, learn from the our history mistakes yes. and do not repeat it. That's
0: right. Be better. That's that's really what we want to emphasize here. Yes, we've all taken time and bitched about something that we don't like about comic books. But we've never taken it to the extreme to where we want that person to die or go kill themselves or their family. We've never none of us here have ever done that. And we never will. We just want the idea to stop change. We just want things to be (laughs) better. Right. Think outside the box and you haters, be a better person. Let it go. Guess what? It's just
3: a comic book. It's just a movie. It's just a cartoon. And whatever changes have occurred. Doesn't do anything to the stuff that came before. If you don't like the change that you're seeing currently, don't read it. Stop buying it. Find something new, or go back and read your old stuff. I was going to say at the same time, go back and reread the stuff that you do like. But uh, again, you know, Mm. take the time to go and find something different. Instead of being something that appeals to you. Mm. Instead of being toxic,
1: just let your pocketbook talk. Don't buy a comic. That will speak volumes than you
0: harassing anybody online. Well, those are our thoughts, but we want to know what you think. How do you feel about the rising level of toxic fandom? Reach out at us at our website at mybigfatpullist.com. Hit the contact button, fill out the web form, and tell us what you think. Well, I know we've given you such a heavy episode to deal with, folks, but guess what? It's over. We're going to stop rambling now. So, until next time, I am Mr. X. I'm Smurfy. I'm Dr. Impact.
2: And I'm the network-friendly Pistol Danger.
0: And we'll see you next time.
1: That's our show, folks. We hope you enjoyed it. Be sure to subscribe on the podcast listening app of your choice.
0: What he means is download and subscribe
1: on every app
0: possible. Have comments, questions, suggestions for future shows? Reach out to us at our website at mybigfatpullist.com. You can also follow us on Facebook,
1: Twitter, and Instagram. Until next time, keep your web fluid sticky. Your batarang's sharp. Ouch. And your space guns charge.
0: That's not a space gun! That's Megatron!
3: All right. hey, pistol. What's up? I am here. Good. What do you think
0: of the show notes? <laughs> what notes? me
2: pulled them up real quick. Uh, <laughs> I haven't read it. I just kind of read my stuff, and I tried to do uh, some last-minute research. It's the it's the, Cain, to, uh, sides. it's the Michael Caine.
3: It's the Michael Kane approach of uh, picking a script. <laughs> my line, my line, bullshit, my <laughs> bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. Oh my line.
0: Welcome God. to the pre-show, folks. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. Sorry. <laughs>
0: No, no, it's all right. Just a little sound, please. Yeah, sure. I
2: can give you what you want. I can give you what you need. Give me fuel. Give me fire. Give me that which I desire. Let's
1: hear Metallica. Come you come down.
3: Boom. You know Insert, the
1: God damn tone. <laughs> 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 oh, oh, oh look on Nick's face. <laughs> <laughs> Wrong. He's I'm, so mad. I, he, I'm fighting with my microphone. He hulked out. I hulked out. Are your heroes, to, or, I'm sorry, are your heroesses too bosomy? Heroines. Damn it. I was like, I know what the word was. My bad. Oh, that lady hero heroines. Heroines? Yeah, heroin. Yeah, heroin. Heroin. Got it. Heroine. That's bosomy. I'm going to stick with bosomy. So. Okay. Are your heroine too bosomy?
3: Heroines. Heroines. Heroines? Like heroin.
1: I got No, I didn't write the S down. I will read what's on the paper, guys. (laughs) There's no S there. S is there now. All right. Let's try it for a third time. Third time's a charm.